Espinoza. And I am Cassidy Edwards, and we are analyzing our favorite movies through the leader's lens. Enjoy. Cassidy, how are you doing today? How are how are things? Things are good. So uh, reporting live from sunny Florida, sunny but cool. Um, definitely, I'm moving back to Texas, so I'm really, really excited about that, me and my family. Um, but how's your week going? What are you excited about this week? It's going good. I'm, I'm here. I'm waiting to hear back from a couple of proposals I sent out that were pretty big proposals. So I'm kind of like protecting my bandwidth, anticipating things to work out well, but also understanding they may not because it, the contract hasn't been signed yet. But uh, I'm excited for the potential. It could be a really cool opportunity. So I'm excited for that. Also, Love is Blind, the new season is out. So I've been I've been digging in. I think that I watched Love is Blind a little bit differently than anybody else because I don't really watch all the dating at the beginning. I'm more into like the conflict and like the breakups <laughs> after like when they get into the real world. So I usually like skip the first like three episodes and get straight to that. Which I'm not sure if other people do that or not, but that's that's how I've watched every season just about. Oh, that's crazy. So I definitely got into a new season. I need to get into it. It's going to suck me in and I'm going to be obsessed. Um, but I remember watching the first one and I definitely start, I have to watch like every, it has to be quiet. I have to have my snacks or my wine. And then I'm like watching and analyzing the whole way through. I'm totally judgmental. So this is, this is my safe space to like watch some trash TV and really enjoy it. <laughs> that is my trash show that I watched. I'm just like, I don't care what people think about me watching it. I, I tune in every single season and watch it. Some of the seasons have definitely been better than others. There have been some where I was like, I don't care about any of these like characters in this in this right. show. I know they're real people, so I feel bad saying that. But I'm just not as invested as I am in, in maybe some of the others. Yeah, I think the... Um... The more conflict, the better, which sounds really bad, but that is that is the selling point. Um, I used to watch Bad Girls Club and like that was my show back in the day and it was just nothing but conflict. So yeah. <laughs> Have you watched any movies lately? Yes. So um, I recently watched, it was Kids Choice this weekend. So we watched Avengers Infinity War. So crying, ugly crying my eyes out like Kim K crying. Um, but it was a great movie. I love that movie. Super long, you, but very good. What are, what are the scenes that bring out the tears? Is it a buildup or is it just, is it? Oh is my it gosh, the end moment? it's definitely the buildup. Cause you know, they splice it into different movies. I think there's like part one or part two, yeah. um, uh, Infinity War, Endgame, like all of those. And so yeah. the very last one, I think that's Infinity War, but the last one where they, tie the loop on all the things. I think it's because spoiler alert y'all. So fast forward through this, if you haven't seen it. Um, but when you have watched the buildup and then you see how Iron Man kind of goes back and changes like certain things without knowing. And then also Dr. Strange being like, if I told you what was going to happen, it won't happen. And so at the end, when they're like all fighting together, you have Black Panther obviously crying because of Chad, you know, Chadwick Boseman. Um, but just the Spider-Man, Iron Man, Gwyneth Paltrow scene at the end, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it was it was a tearjerker, but it was a great movie. Love it. it is a classic. I think that was like the, the peak of the Avengers and just Marvel yes. in general. We'll see if they could bounce back. They're trying to make some changes, but. They haven't they haven't had the hits that they were they were on a streak for a while. It was just hit after oh, hit. Yeah. 
it was like Young Money Records in 2000, <laughs> you know, just nothing but hits coming out. Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a great time. That was a great time. And then today we're talking about Boomerang. Boomerang. Marcus Graham, one of the classic characters. We've, we've, we've been showing Eddie Murphy a lot of love. We've been talking about a lot of classic Eddie Murphy movies, and I'm, I'm here for it. It's been, been a lot of fun. And I think this movie was a, a, a nice, lighthearted movie to watch after a really heavy Boys in the Hood last week. But what, what were some of the takeaways from, uh, from, from Boomerang? Yeah, so I love, and I say this about, y'all are going to hear me every time, because we actually talk about some really great movies that are in our fave category. So this is definitely one of my favorites, a film from 1992, um, definitely shouldn't have been watching it. Now that I'm re-watching it as an adult, I was like, oh my God, why was I watching this in middle school? This is horrible. <laughs> um, but uh, I think to, you know, to kind of put a bow on our Black film, you know, focus uh, in Black History Month. Um, and also, you know, Valentine's, Galentine's, whatever, Palentine's falls within, you know, um, the month as well. So why not a romantic comedy? One thing that I took from the film, um, and then kind of, I'll kind of talk about like what I really enjoyed was Marcus Graham's character. He had a host of like leading ladies around him, which kind of impacted some of his his moves as a leader, right? And then I think I got a lot of like personal branding gems because I think in 2024, a lot of us, uh, you know, leaders, whatever, we, we do have to market ourselves. We do have to kind of think about our branding, how that comes off. Um, and I'm really interested in kind of the intersection of people operations and marketing right now. Um, there's a lot of synergy there. You can, I mean, even if you, you know, splice it down to flywheels and things like that. So um, that's what I that's what I focused on after watching the film. I was like, there was a lot of branding messaging there. And it had an all-star cast. The cast was amazing. And the soundtrack was amazing. <laughs> Talk to me about the, that synergy. I haven't thought through this. So the people operations and marketing, what are what are, what are the ideas that you're, you're yes. having there? Yes. So I've been kind of doing a new series. They're rants, basically. It's just my thoughts, you know, brain dumping on LinkedIn um, every Monday where I'm talking about that intersection, not only of career and creative, but people operations, because I work in HR, and marketing and how they kind of come together. So um, talked about Usher, you know, with the Super Bowl, talked about kind of the buildup of his marketing strategy and how people operations and HR people can actually create more joy in their work by being creative using some of those principles, some of those marketing principles, like building up the momentum for the programs, reading the room. It's very like fundamental concepts, but if you take something that's non-HR related, like Usher, <laughs> and, and very fun, um, and you put those hot moments like Super Bowl or Beyonce with her country album or her country, her upcoming country album, a lot of those really big marketing things that are happening apply to the workplace. And so I, I'm starting to get really into that and, and really into more like marketing principles and books and creative career coaching. Um, because I think that is going to unlock the future of work. That is my prediction here on Leader Lens. I love that. And I, but yeah, just figure out how to make things fun. Mm -hmm. There's one key element that I'm, I'm hearing you talk through. And it's something I've enjoyed about this podcast is like, I just like talking to movies. I like talking about leadership. And I'm, I'm confident that this will be a successful project because we both just 
genuinely enjoy like these things and that'll lead to resilience and it'll lead to a better product because we are more passionate about it. I think just the energy of work when you're having fun is just different, which creates a, a better output. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot I of people the- think that they're not, they think that creativity is a mystery or it's like very, it has a lot of ambiguity tied to it, but everyone is creative. Like if you're a leader and you're listening and you've tried to roll out an initiative with your team, you've tried to help in your sales, you've tried to, you know, I don't know, recruit differently and 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 be more inclusive. Like all of those things are using creativity to build sustainable solutions. So it's complex problem solving. You can unlock your creativity a little bit and um, find out what makes you creative. I think a lot, I used to tie creativity to just being artsy. Like I could sing and I definitely can't sing or dance or paint or whatever. Um, so I think that that is, is, is going to be a new way of collaborating, creating community and just having some type of fun um, in the workplace. So I hope more people, you know, get onto that as well. I love it. And being creative, having fun is what Marcus Cram was all about. He mm-hmm. definitely has some outside of the box ideas, was really good at thinking on the fly. Um, but he also took some actions that had a negative impact on, on how people saw him and his, and his brand. And I think as leaders, it's good for us to remember that people don't judge us based on our intentions. They judge us based on our, our actions. And if we're, we're doing things that are aligned with our values and our goals, it'll be easier to create a team that that is uh, that develops trust as opposed to doing things that maybe are, are you know a little questionable on the, on the value side. Yes, he lacks some integrity a little bit. I mean, he definitely was a ladies' man. You know, he very handsome. This is Eddie Murphy in the '90s, so it's it's peak Eddie Murphy. Um, you know, but he dressed well. He had a a nice place. Like his branding was playboy status. Like he could cook, like he could do all the things. Um, he was definitely charismatic and, and had that kind of like successful, consistent image, um, at work and in the workplace, but he really struggled with his authentic self in the film. Um, and I think that's another way that, you know, creativity supports success is by building more authenticity Um, giving you permission, even if it's subconsciously to use your authentic voice. And so um, he relied on that playboy persona, I think, to impress a lot of people. And that that bit him in in the behind a little bit, (laughs) especially with like Lady Eloise and Jacqueline. (laughs) What do you feel are the uh, the main dangers for leaders that take this approach? And instead of just finding their authentic self, they try to portray this image of who they are. I do think it's a trap a lot of people fall into. Mm-hmm. where they try to lead how they were led. Sometimes it's their only manager that they've had. And so like you think this is just what a manager is supposed to do. But sometimes it's even just like a, a manager that had a really big impact on their life. And so there's good intentions, but that manager probably has a completely different skill set, is just a different person than they are. And so when they try to emulate that. It, it just it just doesn't work. But I'm curious, what, what do you see as well as far as when people try to portray this image as opposed to just being their authentic self? leading authentically? I think we get, we definitely, and that's a great call out. We definitely get caught in the success of others. And we're like, Hey, if we copy paste, rinse and repeat, you know, we could probably do that too, but it's doing a disservice to your authentic self, your whole self. You're kind of taking a shortcut. Shortcuts work sometimes, but 
I think in the grand scheme of things as a leader, it's not sustainable. You can't keep it up forever. And so um, especially if it's not aligned with your values and your personality, it's going to come off disingenuous um, and people can call bullshit in 2024. So um, you have to be you have to have a level of where you can adapt. So like adaptable um, and that necessarily I mean, it actually evolves to reflect some of that growth and change in your life, in your career and why not embrace your own lane, your own journey? Like we can all eat. And I think that's the thing that with like the toxic hustle culture and social media era, um, it's hard to break away from the comparison, you know, or the, you know, what's your, the highlight reel of other people. And comparison, as we know, is the thief of joy, which is very true. 100%. What are the, over some of the other key, key learning moments you felt you saw in watching Boomerang? Um, I want to say like he, he had a, he was, um, he leaned into differentiation. So Marcus had like, he could differentiate, differentiate himself, set himself apart essentially from, you know, the people that he worked with from, you know, with his style. And I love using style as like an extension of your creative expression. Um, I think, you know, that's also creativity in the making. Um, it breeds innovation and ideas. And I think especially if you're a leader in a startup, you need to unlock risk taking and innovation like it is a must. Um, so I think with his own like branding through being different, setting himself apart in his line of work, um, he was really highlighting what makes him unique um, and what makes him valuable because he was a very like highly respected marketing executive. Um, there. So I think setting yourself apart is, is, is great. And, and knowing how you can help your team do the same thing. Beautiful. The other, another lesson I feel like is important is, is the personal growth piece. Mm -hmm. And like we see him kind of evolve as a person, but the, the growth doesn't really happen until he feels the pain. Mm -hmm. And an important element of creating change is dissatisfaction. If people are satisfied with how things are, they don't, they're not really going to be incentivized to change. Like we really have to create some sort of dissatisfaction sometimes in people in order to create that change. And for him, it was when he did find the, uh, the new love interest, Jacqueline, who kind of treats him the way he was treating others. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was in those moments where he kind of sees like, oh, my, this is what this feels like. This isn't great, which eventually leads to some of his evolution as, as a man and as a person. But without that, like he probably keeps the same trajectory. You know, he probably doesn't change because he doesn't really see the the downfall because he, he doesn't have that that sense of empathy, unfortunately. Yeah, he had to learn that. And a lot of times we have to learn things the hard way. You know, um, he probably had some some inner things that needed to be healed, you know, at the time, some some inner child parenting, you know, parenting your inner child that needed to happen. But um, aside from all that, like it to in order to change something, you do have to disrupt. Like you, there's a level of disruption that, that has to happen and hate when people have to find it out the hard way. Um, but uh, spoiler alert, all ends well, you know, with Halle Berry's character and who doesn't love Halle Berry in the nineties? Uh, I mean, in the, in all the decades. Um, so she hasn't she, really had a bad decade. You know, she's, she's, she, she's, on, she a, has, she's on a history. Yeah. <laughs> she has not, she has not had a bad decade. I aspire to be her. Um, but she really held a mirror to Marcus. And I think pay attention to your team, connect with your team, understand your team and allow them that psychological safety 
where they can put that mirror up in case you have, you know, you have things that you're not doing well. And I know in some of your newsletters, Jacob, like you've been really vulnerable to say like, I wasn't leading this team correctly. And they had to tell me about myself. It doesn't feel good, you know, but sometimes you need those moments of like feeling like really seeing it. And I think the first instinct is usually to get defensive in those moments where like somebody is like showing us a mirror in the way that we don't really, we aren't ready to see it. Sometimes our first instinct is like, well, you're, but what about this? But what about, you know, we kind of get into that talk track where maybe we point the blame back on them as opposed to just accepting it for what it is and seeing the truth. And even if we don't agree with it, that's still that person's truth on the team. And we can take time to understand and dig a little deeper into why are they feeling this way, um, which can I, which I think can lead that's to it. I think that's also great to point out that we we don't do this well as leaders is set the expectation that you can have some healthy conflict like within a team environment. You can unpack things. You can disagree. Like it's okay to disagree. Um, I've seen that more often than not where everyone is like a yes person. Um, it's like, oh, okay, that's a great idea. Yeah, that is a great idea. And it kind of turns into like a group think. Um, situation. But if you set that standard of, hey, we can disagree and let's talk about why we disagree in a respectful way, you get way more out of that conversation than you would with everyone just like, yes, 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 yes. You know? Yes. And I think it starts with, which also I think leads to another theme of this movie, but it's just seeing people deeply and treating people as people and not as objects that serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. because this can happen in some organizations. It can happen in, in love relationships as well. Like for Marcus, a lot of these women served a very specific purpose. Like there were things to mm-hmm. conquer. He was looking for this perfect person. He, um, and in the work, it can happen as well, where we have this person, like their only value is to sell. And so we treat them entirely based on how well they're selling, as opposed to taking the time to take a step back and actually see this person deeply and when they are struggling, like, what is it that is preventing this person from being successful? And sometimes just taking a moment to have that conversation um, to understand, like, maybe it's something that's happening at home that's carrying into their work life, or maybe it's something that's happening at work that they don't feel comfortable talking about. Like, these things are going to have an impact because people are whole people. They're not just these, like, objects that are going to get us a result at work. And we can, when they work for a leader that takes the time to really see that, um, they're going to be more motivated, but also we can do a better job in assisting them and helping them get better. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a, you know, a broader conversation around like work life and, and like, does that even exist? Because if you work from home, work life is just one, it's one big ecosystem. Um, and so I think that while Marcus was consistent in his his branding and how others perceived and in, in him, Um, And really the way he wanted to be seen at the beginning of the movie, he saw that once he had to step out of his comfort zone to understand some of his weaknesses, because he was a little narcissistic, he was very ego driven, which is not the best skill set to have or attribute or personality trait. Um, Once he got out of that and was broken down a little bit, he was able to build him back, you know, his self back up through trust and real recognition. So like we say, real recognize real. Um, And that's a mantra to take into your, your leadership. I love it. He, um, it's always interesting how marketing leaders are portrayed in, in films. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of ego. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's true either. I feel like maybe it was in the nineties. I feel like it's not any longer. 
but there maybe there was like this old like boys club in the the 60s or 70s where like the ad guys kind of had this certain reputation i think of like don draper and Mad Men and some of the people his character was based off of so true or not but i don't know they, they kind of are given this like playboy type of image for some reason i wonder if it's true i think that it, it definitely existed and it probably still exists but not as much because we have a level of awareness now where we're breaking through like systems that are just outdated. Um, but, you know, marketing tells a story. And so when you're thinking about movies and even how people are portrayed, you're marketing that persona within a movies. It's like marketing within marketing, um, yeah. this type of movie. And so connection to the audience, the storytelling, making it memorable. Um, they did that in a way that he was just very flashy. And I think back then, um, it was that, that, uh, how do you say it? Where it's like buzzworthy, like that, you know, the marketing that's like, Ooh, it, it's like a, a hook. Like that that position carried some weight to it. Like that meant yes. something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think that a lot of, a lot of successful people back then were portrayed as like a certain way. Like they looked yeah. a certain way, they talked a certain way. Um, and it was true, like successful people, you know, sometimes they have a certain personality type or leadership style. Um, but I think it's 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 never a bad time to be a little bit of introspective, like self-reflective on what your leadership style looks like. And maybe it's time for something new. I mean, it's 2024. How long have you been doing the same things and maybe not seeing the results that you want? Okay. Okay, Cassidy. Let's talk about right it. How right. long? How long have you been doing the things that you're doing and not getting the results that you want? Yeah. I mean, we keep we keep doing the same things. We're going to keep doing the getting the same results. And like, if you want to build, if you want to build the life that we want, we need to start doing the things our future self would want us to do, or the things Absolutely. our future self would do. Maybe is an even better way to to say that. Absolutely. Because actions have consequences. You know, we see this play out in the movie as well. Yes. And fun fact. So at the end when um, Marcus has, so Eddie Murphy's character has kind of a, a conflict, an argument with Halle Berry's character, Angela, she like slaps the shit out of him. And one, in one of the, and that was a real slap, by the way, like that wasn't like a, you know, sound effect. Like she really slapped him really hard. So that's a fun fact from, from the movie as well. You felt it. The yeah. audience felt that slap for sure. Yeah, I think you were kind of you were kind of waiting for it to happen and wanting it, like someone to stand up to him as well. Yes, I wanted someone to knock some sense into him from from the beginning. So I'm yeah. glad that she got that opportunity. Because <laughs> you definitely see a lot of the value that he brings to to work, to personal relationships. Like a very passionate person, like super detail oriented. You know, very motivated, wanted to maximize everything he was a part of. So he brought a lot of great characters. But there also was this other side where he was just resistant to any any sort of commitment and was just like finding the flaws and even the most incredible people. Like the scene where he pulls back the toes, pulls back oh, the yeah. sheet and the, and the toes. And he's like, I can't do this. She had nasty feet. Like everything about this woman was perfect. But that's that's the thing that's going to prevent it. Yeah, her feet were a little jacked up. But I mean, you know, even his friends played a role in in kind of 
being like challenging him in a way, you know, saying like, and that that's what you need to embrace with, with your team and also your circle of people around you. Like, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I never want to be the smartest person in my, my friend group either. So I surround myself with not only like-minded people that where we have similar values, but, you know, friends that can teach me, I always want to learn. And so when his friends were like, you're too picky, like you're way too picky. Like, he he was kind of, he kind of brushed them off like whatever you know but it did show up he can't have everything you know and his friends were so much more down to earth than he was i thought that was an interesting <laughs> dynamic where it almost made him more relatable because of who his friends were like in some capacities i couldn't really connect with him as a character but then i saw his buddies and like how he interacted with them i was like okay like i, I could kind of get it now but that was yeah that was kind of an interesting dynamic no, that was, and I didn't even realize that until you just said it, but they were just your average, like regular, they weren't super, you know, in, in comparison to him, they weren't like dressed to the nines and they weren't like super successful. I believe they worked in the same company, but he was an executive and they weren't, you know, so, um, and they had just, you know, regular, regular uh, apartments and things like that. So he was the flashy one. And so I, I like how they, they kind of, um, you know, spiced up that dynamic a little bit. Good times. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that stood out is the lack of professionalism in the workplace. Ooh. Like this dude is just like dating all the coworkers. Like what, what's going on? What are we doing? What kind this of company is this? Nightmare. HR well, nightmare. <laughs> how did you, what were you thinking with your HR lens? Let's take the leader's lens off with the HR lens and just oh, like I love that at... HR lens. So my my spidey senses, my HR spidey senses were all over the place. Yeah. I was like, nope, investigation, investigation, termination. You know, you can't say that. So it was a lot of those red flags going off for sure. Um, I would say the the height of that was probably Lady Eloise, you know, kind of, and that definitely bit him in, in the ass. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sleeping with the clients is, you know, to, to get ahead. And yeah. we saw that that did not work. So, yeah. uh, and then also Strange. So Grace Jones and all her beautiful glory um, coming through and just being completely off the cuff, <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> Um, and so she was definitely kind of an HR nightmare, but it, it wasn't said in the movie, but you can allude, it was kind of alluded to that Marcus had been with a lot of women within that organization. Like all um, of them, like they were placing well, bets in the, like the mail room was placing bets. So it wasn't like a secret either. Like everybody yeah. knew about it. And it was just a matter of like, how long is it going to take before he sleeps with the new employee? Yes. It was like a game. It was yeah. a game. That's horrible. That's horrible. But um, in the movie, it was also, you know, him talking to his receptionist or his like assistant to say like, Hey, send a flower to this girl, this girl, this girl. So you already knew who was kind of like playing up the game or whatnot. He yeah. was savvy. You know, I'll give him that. He was, he was creative. Um, but not in, not in a, uh, not in a great way. Yeah. <laughs> it was very toxic. <laughs> yeah. That energy could have been good. could have been placed in a different you know, place and it would have been, could have led to some incredible growth. Absolutely. And we kind of see him get to that place at the end of the movie. So that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. He got to it one way or another. So we're we're trying to help you get to that place of growth without so much friction. That's what we do. That's what we do here at Leaders Lens. What yes. what were the uh, the key takeaways? If we could do a, a summary and a, and a recap, in your opinion, what were the, the key takeaways from this movie that, that leaders can be learning from? 
Yeah. So I think for me watching it, I would say, think about your branding as a leader, like not just your leadership style, um, because that's a summary of, you know, how you influence, how you lead people. Um, But I would say, think about your branding. So think about how consistent you are thinking about your authenticity as a leader, how you differentiate yourself. Um, Are you, can you adapt, you know, to situations, especially in this climate of work? Um, and how do you connect, you know, how do you connect to people? So think about how you brand yourself as the leader, but also how you can help develop others in their branding, because that is a whole nother landscape of really growth that I think employees need to see a lot more. I love it. It's a big deal. Help. You can like brand yourself as a leader that's going to help other people grow and they will not forget that. Yeah. You can't forget about the rising stars. hundred percent. Like hitting goals feels great, but when they feel like they're having conversations with somebody that's really invested in their life and helping their career trajectory, that's, that's how you build a legacy as a leader. Absolutely. Yep. We appreciate you tuning in to the leader's lens. We have some cool guests lined up as well. We're starting to have some guests reach out that are interested in being part of the conversation. I do feel like that's kind of an interesting transition we're seeing in podcasts where people are kind of burnt out of the Q and a type of formats. But I think there's a lot of fun to be had when you just bring somebody on to be part of the conversation. So I'm excited to, to explore that. And we had like pretty much everybody I've reached out to has loved the idea of what we're doing. So I'm excited for, for some of these conversations and see where they go. Yeah. Let's make business fun. And we love a good movie. So why not put it under the lens? Appreciate you. See you next.